good vibes, thick vibes inside the minds of psychic mamas. Good vibes, thick vibes inside the minds of psychic mamas. Hey you guys, welcome back to Good Vibes Thick Thighs. I'm your host, Gemini211, aka Bad Bitch Energy. I am here um with my brujita friend, amiga, brujita. <laughs> it's Roxy, aka Intuitive Rox, aka a whole fiance. <laughs> so did you know there's different ways of writing fiance like when you're referring to fiance for the guy it's with one e at the end and when you're referring to the woman fiance it's two e's at the end what i never paid attention to two e's i don't even think i've ever seen two e's yeah look it up (laughs) what the hell that is so interesting we just learned something new I learned something new on my journey to getting married. (laughs) The things I searched for. She is learning. And with that, we decided what a perfect time to touch on the five love languages. This is exciting. This is so deep. Uh, Do you guys, okay, do you even know what the five love languages is? What it means? Like, what is it? Like, I don't know how many of our listeners know even what that is. I know, right? Well, okay, so I took the quiz. You had took the quiz. I wanted my fiance to take the quiz. And he was like, I don't believe in that. And I was like, what (laughs) ever? Like, this is like, it's not. (laughs) And I really want him to take the quiz. You know, what's crazy is that I feel like, in any relation like relationship not just like your mom your dad like I'm saying like an intimate relationship if you look at yourself and you look at the people you date I guarantee you that once you start paying attention to the love languages you're gonna start to see the different love languages from everybody like damn they this their love language this was their love language but what I can tell you is for you as a woman you as a man to be happy with yourself your love language like your highest love language has to be met by your partner otherwise it won't work energetically you guys won't work right so I it's just totally believe in that yeah like it's just like you go out to eat and you're like i don't I, I like cheese pizza and somebody's like no i put pepperoni and mushrooms and all this stuff and you're like yeah no i'm not gonna eat it and i'm not even gonna take it off you just don't like it so i've always been intrigued by the five love languages even before i was in love <laughs> I mean, everybody knows the quiz five love language to see what love language you are. There's one for made for singles, a quiz made for couples. This guy went on to do, you know, several books on several topics of love and relationships and stuff referring to Gary Chapman, who's the author of the book, The Five Love Languages. And I got gifted this book a long ass time ago and let it collect us until finally I was like, okay, let me see what it's about. And it's one of those books that I, I, I wouldn't mind rereading because whenever I decide to read it again, I'm at a different part of my life. I'm at a different stage in my life. I'm a different person, if that makes sense. So when I'm rereading it, I'm taking it in differently. I'm noticing things that I didn't notice when I was first reading it when I was 21, you know, or like during my first marriage or whatever. That's interesting. So even though you know your love language because you've taken the test, I totally recommend probably taking it every couple of years to understand how you're changing, how your priorities are changing everything. So I guess to start off, 
what are the five love languages? <laughs> Literally, what are the five love languages? So you have words of affirmation, acts of kindness. You mean acts of service? Oh, acts of service. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> acts of service. <laughs> and then you have quality time, receiving gifts, and physical touch. <laughs> I seriously thought physical touch was one of my top ones, but maybe not. Now that I think about it. So when I first when I first got divorced, from I don't understand. Pieces, what? What? <laughs> Did you hear her? Yeah, she don't understand me. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, let me talk. <laughs> what was that where did that come from I don't know <laughs> I just seen it pop up her her say I don't understand I'm like x what are you doing talking to you well you don't understand the five love languages let us explain yeah. <laughs> all right spirit tapping in already Let's I know go. what I was saying is right when after I got divorced from the abusive ex I retook the love language quiz and at that point physical touch was way at the bottom it was like my lowest one because it gives you percentages your highest rank to your lowest out of the five that we discussed and physical touch was seriously like the low percent it was probably like eight percent honestly and I feel like it had to do because of the relationship I had just got out of wow, wow, now, phys wow. now physical touch is on my top three <laughs> Shit. All right. So let's go over are these love languages. I'll start with I'll start with acts of service and then I'll let you read your. All right. So acts of service. Um, I'm just going to read exactly what it says on here. Okay. So it says, can vacuuming the floors really be an expression of love? Absolutely. Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on acts of service. Person will speak volumes. The words he or she most wants to hear. Let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tells speakers of this love language their feelings don't matter. Finding ways to serve speaks volumes to the recipient of these acts. Are you an acts of service? Is your love language acts of service? What do you feel with this? I feel like acts of service, this is me too. Like I, don't, I, I want you to, I would rather you do something for me than like, like I'm all about action speaks louder than words. Yeah, that, that I could see that. Maybe it's just cause I'm. Do you, okay. So, so my question to you is when you, when you think of acts of service, do you just think of it as running errands, household chores, them taking stuff off your plate, doing that type of acts of service, or are there some non chore ways of them to express their acts of service love? I think. I think it could be for me personally I feel like it's a lot of everything because it could be like you brought me a freaking donut from the donut shop today like unexpectedly you sent flowers unexpectedly you ran errands you went to the grocery store you cooked like I feel like this could be a jet for me personally general like anything that you can do that is an action and you know it, now that we talk about this I feel like I'm that person like I am the acts of service because I'm not a touchy filly type person with my kids. I cook, I clean, I provide, I throw parties, I hang out. I do all these things where I'm like, that's my way to show you I love you is I cook dinner for you. I cook a bomb ass whatever for your birthday. Like, like that's how I show love instead of kissing you and touching you. Are you super affectionate with your kids? Um, yes. Am I super affectionate with everybody else? No. <laughs> But my kids do get the kisses, the hugs, the love like that. Yeah, for sure. I guess acts of service is like, let you relax. Let me take over the bills. Let me go wash your car for you. I guess I like the acts of service that 
involves my fiance filling up the gas tank. Wow. Yeah, that's there you go. Acts of service. I feel like act, the def, the full definition of acts of service would be doing things that make your life easier and more joyful and more peaceful. So it could be anything that comes up in that department. Yeah. Something off of it that really sticks out says requests give direction to love but demands stop the flow of love if you know your your love language is acts of service and you're telling your partner or your spouse like hey you need to have dinner cooked by the time i get home from work you need to have clothes washed for me for the beginning of the week you need to help me with the kids you need you're not asking them you're demanding it from them so the choice of words is very very particular in order to express that it's your way of receiving love as well as expressing love and not necessarily like them taking it as you nagging what doesn't get done or what does get done around the house right I agree because I feel like acts of service could have like a bad kind of like a bad definition behind it if people think of it like damn you're just bitching and complaining because they don't do stuff like when it's more than that it's like help me with this load so I could have some so I could recharge you know kind of thing relax kind of thing and it's funny because I'm sure you because you're always doing acts of service as a way of you showing love I'm sure if something were to get off your plate and someone take over for you you're gonna feel like well fuck what do I do (laughs) that I do feel that I'm gonna you know what let's let our listeners guess at the end of this what our love language is I'll add the open-ended question on our Spotify episode I know on our podcast uh Instagram I recently shared that majority of our episodes have questions and polls and we read the answers we share the answers so yeah we're we'll definitely do that on our Spotify uh so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about what my love language is in this episode you're gonna have to go follow us to find out the end results of who what they are we're leaving you in suspense so like a good way if your um, love language is acts of service the way to show somebody or show that like acts of service um love language would be like go bring them a coffee go give them a hug go tell them like dude i'm proud of what you did you don't have to say i love you well the proud of what i what you did i feel like that would fall under words of affirmation that too but it's just kind of like you're giving them the acts of service of something just like bro send me some motherfucking flowers do you see on tiktok (laughs) where i have where on my link tree i'm like buy me a coffee tip me a coffee yes acts of service (laughs) those okay hold on you're getting them confused that's receiving gifts okay okay receiving gifts too well (laughs) buy me a coffee because that shows me that you love me (laughs) what did i just say request it don't demand it (laughs) okay request i request (laughs) buy me a coffee (laughs) oh my god we're gonna have too much fun with this episode (laughs) i'm too demanding That's funny, but (laughs) I definitely would say if you know your love language is acts of service, let your spouse know, like I said, request, don't demand, say, hey, I know the typical thing is for me to make the dinner every night. I would appreciate if we both shared the responsibility. Let's say, I mean, if you have a lot of money, pay someone to complete the act of service. (laughs) pay someone to clean your house pay someone yeah. to reorganize the the room and stuff like that and show that as an because that is specifically an act of service even though you're not doing the you know the hardcore lifting you're still getting it done for your spouse knowing that that's their love language so I think that was a good overall summary of acts of service I guess I'll introduce the next one um I'll choose words of affirmation for 300 just kidding <laughs> 
Words of affirmation. Okay, go. Words of affirmation is where the actions don't always speak louder than words. Words of affirmation is compliments where you love hearing the words, hearing the words like I love you, or you're beautiful, or I appreciate you, or you are important. Hearing the reasons behind why they love you also sends your spirit skyward. Insults definitely shatter you and are not easily forgotten. If you're the type that hold on to those insults or those, you know, those words that stab you in the heart, maybe it's because your love language is words of affirmation and you need that reassurance from them for them to affirm that they do love you and here are the reasons why they love you in arguments yes words can be tossed and everything but if you're very sensitive to the words that are said back and forth it's probably because your love language is words of affirmation yeah so it's basically like encouraging your partner right so like on your partner they did a good job it's more than again the i love you it's more than that it kind of just like you're my better half this is what you do for me even the kids you know like it's not just I love you it I appreciate you you're amazing whatever you did such a good job today I feel like words of affirmation I don't know maybe is this your love language Roxy do we know hmm I don't hmm. know hmm. I mean I do have a way of words like Rico Suave <laughs> <laughs> she said Rico Suave <laughs> I do I do end up telling the fiance like damn you look good and he might be in sweat oh so maybe your love language is that because I don't just but then I'll, I'll end it with a smack in the ass too so it could be physical t- <laughs> oh, oh my goodness what about when you're intimate like words of affirmation when you're intimate do you guys have like do you talk when you are like being intimate that's fucking words of affirmation I love you oh, that's I- the spot <laughs> <laughs> yeah too much butter right now (laughs) (laughs) that's taking the words of affirmation to a way whole other level (laughs) well it's true because how many of us like talk during intimacy you know like and you're appreciating that moment you're appreciating like it i'm not saying like fuck me harder i'm saying like dude how many times do you have sex and you're being intimate you're like oh my god i love you right now oh my god this is amazing oh my god this feels good like those are all just natural words of affirmation i even feel like just making somebody feel good feel loved feel appreciated that's the love language of love of affirmations just oh yeah for sure walking down the street you see someone with a nice top and be like hey i love your top that's a sense of words of affirmation so for example when you've exchanged words with someone it doesn't have to be your spouse but if the example you think of is your spouse what's one thing you remember your partner saying where it's stuck to you either Um, positive or negative well i'll do one and one so i i know i'm a bitch He does tell me how proud he is of what I do and all my accomplishments. Okay, now you have to answer too, not just me. So I'm stubborn. That's that's Very one thing that. And then positive, I feel it'd be him saying like, thank you. Because the reason why that sticks out to me is because I feel like, why are you thanking me? Like, I do this, like, especially coming from being a single mom for so long. Like, what are you talking about? I just made dinner, you know? (laughs) Yeah, like, what are you talking? It's second nature. I just cleaned. Like, I just did laundry. Him saying thank you or thanks, you didn't have to. But like, thank you. Like, that's huge for me because it's as if like he's seeing it as not just me having to do it, but appreciating the 
time I'm taking to do simple tasks. That's fair. That's easy. So it's kind of just like complimenting each other, right? The words of affirmation could be, you love to receive compliments and you love to give compliments, you know, yeah. words of affirmation. So, okay. <laughs> um, I honestly should become like a couple's therapist or whatever, <laughs> not to Girl. brag or anything, <laughs> but because there was one time a friend of mine was having issues with their spouse. And then I ended up saying, you know what, like, don't give up unless you've tried everything. And then the homework, quote unquote, I had gave them was every morning text good morning to them, regardless if you guys are in the same room, waking up in the same bed, whatever, um, text good morning and a compliment and try that for a week and see how things change. And I think I saved their marriage. <laughs> I'm going to try that. Yeah. Just to do it. Or Maybe like, I doesn't have to be in the morning. It could be like random throughout the day. I do do that randomly sometimes. If I'm like really angry, I'm like, ah, I love you. Let me calm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you want to know what's funny when, when the fiance was in Korea, I said, iPhone is amazing, by the way. I set a task for the iPhone that at a specific time, it would send him a text that says, I love you. I can't wait till you're home and spend like, it was a it was a text that was like, I love you. I miss you. I can't wait till you're home. I hope you're having a fabulous day, right? And it would send it every day at the same time. How can you do that? I forgot how. <laughs> I turned it off because he's back. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it would legit put him in a good mood. And sometimes I would forget it would send it. And we'd probably have arguments because we missed each other's time, like call or whatever. Because I mean, come on, he was in Korea. I was over here. The time zones right, are different. Yeah. And so we'd get in a shitty mood if we didn't see each other, talk to each other. And that text would honestly make a difference. I'm going to try that. I need to Google how to do that. All right. Okay. Go up. Next. What's next? What do you choose? Um, I'm choosing receiving gifts because I love receiving gifts. <laughs> Okay, so this one says, don't mistake your love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and effort behind the gift. If you speak this love language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. A missed birthday, anniversary, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. So would the absence of everyday gestures. Gifts are visual representations of love and are treasured greatly. I think you are wrong. Love language for material. Don't, it says, don't mistake this love language for materialistic materialism. Girl, yes, I want me a Louis Vuitton bag <laughs> and I want me some Gucci slides. So you better not buy me nothing from Walmart. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So receiving gifts that as a love language, I feel like it also depends. Like if you are a lover that loves to express your love by gifting people, you also have to understand that your view of money is going to change too. For sure. But in this, in this love language, the objective is to, it's not all about money. It's about I'm receiving gifts to know that I am somebody right like I am cared for I am seen I am somebody okay so like sending flowers that would be receiving gifts love language but let's say I'm gonna ask you this does is it the thought that counts mm, it depends on who it is <laughs> Why are we getting so deep into this? You're going to be like, dang, that girl is mean. It depends on who it is. Because if it's my husband, like, okay, I want flowers, but I expect something a little bit more, right? Just because that's our relationship. But if it's like the kids, if it's a friend, if it's like, you know, somebody, one of my clients, whatever, and you send me something like just a man-made card, I'm like, oh my God, that is so cute. 
but it's so yeah. cute, you know, but I'll tell you this, my husband, I bet you his love language is receiving gifts because he's the type like every holiday, like even like Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, like every holiday, I get a card every holiday. Every time I leave out of town, like when I'm gone and I come home, roses all the time. If I go, if we go out of town and we come home from cheer and it's like we won something, it's roses for the kid, roses for me. Congratulations, you won. Like I missed you guys. Like, and I Dang. love it. Do you think he does that because he knows that's your love language or because that's his love language? We'll leave the suspense for everybody yeah. to guess. <laughs> no so let me let me bring up another because to go along with the whole it's the thought that counts let's say you're walking you know through the park with a loved one right okay it could be your kid it could be your niece your nephew your cousin your friend your spouse whatever they end up stopping you for a second and pick a flower for you and gift it to you or us that were spiritual let's say they stop pick up a feather and say look and gift it to you how would you react to that would you would you oh my god and treasure it yeah both both the flower and the feather because i'll tell you one thing mike okay so it's no it's no surprise i have crystals right Mm -hmm. there's sometimes that we'll go walking they'll find a pebble that's a beautiful pebble by the way and my kids will pick it up and be like look mom like your crystals what does that show me they're they're thinking of me they know what i like and they're trying to gift me something to you know make you happy just yeah let you know that there it's tangible it's something that has a meaning yeah so one of my friends what's funny is she has a flower vase a glass flower vase filled with rocks and pebbles because every time she would go out with her little boy and this is her only son by the way anytime he'd pick out a rock for her she'd keep it so she has those rocks since he was a kid now he's off to college and doing great things right but every time I go to her house and I see that I'm like oh <laughs> that is cute I have I have rocks like that like my granddaughter she's two and she'll like she'll tell me rocks for grandma rocks I'm like Aww. okay so like these little rocks like she's two years old and already knows grandma rocks you know yeah but I feel like sometimes this love language could have like a and I don't know what I even want to call it but like the opposite to it because I feel like people would say are you greedy because you're all about gifts well see that's why we discussed we just recently just discussed gifts that don't even cost a thing rocks feathers flowers you know yeah but does it make you does it make you I don't know the word needy mean um I don't know because you want stuff all the time whether it's free or not free maybe it's because it's a physical item that someone can look at someone can hold to feel closer to their love one you know when someone passes away what do we do we want to look through their stuff keepsake something to remind them of to remind us of them you know so I feel like it's not selfish that your love language is receiving gifts or your gift giver to show your love it it, I guess it just depends on the person like okay so during COVID money was tight right I gifted my friends my little group of girlfriends a box and in the box it had a toilet paper saying we've been through shit this is a remind this is a gift to remind you that we've of the shit we've been through together and we're still together a candle that said my friendship is like this candle if you forget about me i'll burn your house down oh that's cute <laughs> what else i think i also fuck gave them you. um you didn't send me anything that what i said fuck you you didn't send me anything i want some toilet paper and a candle <laughs> i didn't know you during covid <laughs> Oh, true. Very true. Very true. Very true. Very true. Who knows if the toilet paper would have made it? Someone probably would have stole it. 
<laughs> literally, literally. But it was simple things like that because I was on a budget, but it was the meaning behind those little yeah. cards that I gave them, you know, that they were like, oh my God, this is so funny. This is so cute. And they appreciated it because that in that instance, it was the thought that counts, I guess, you know? Yep. But I think- that might be my love language too. <laughs> All right, so next one, I guess I'll choose because there's two left. Yep. I'll choose quality time. Okay. So for quality time, there's nothing like saying I love you, like full undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down, phone aside, tasks on standby, makes your significant other feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed dates, or the failure to listen can especially be very hurtful to the people that have that whose love language is quality time. This also means sharing quality conversation and quality activities. Quality time, quality time. That is under in my brain. All I hear is undivided attention, undivided attention, undivided attention. I don't know if this is my love language because all oh, hell, I don't want to give you undivided attention unless I want to give it to you. <laughs> Now, do you want undivided attention? No, maybe sometimes. You know why? I think because I worked at In-N-Out for so long that you're constantly like doing a million things at one time. So for me to do one thing, I'm like, no, you need to be doing multiple things. Like you need to be able to work on the Multitask. Computer. Yeah, like essay and at the same time have the TV on and finish watching your freaking series. Like there's always for me like multiple things. So that quality time for me, I feel like would be different than most people because even if we're sitting in the same room you could be on your phone and I could be on my phone and that's my quality time with you we don't have to be talking we don't have to be staring at each other we don't have to be touching each other it's just we're in the same space I like that you're opposite um yeah I like the tension I like making memories I like having conversations like I'll honestly get pissed if I'm trying to tell someone something and then they look around or you know like I'm be like are you not listening because I don't like repeating myself so maybe it's more of me not I hate wasting my breath repeating myself <laughs> than wanting quality time who knows but as long as you hear me because I'm constantly like doing something so I could hear you and I'll respond to you but I'm not giving you eye contact maybe it just depends on what I'm doing but I'm hearing you and I'm com- conversing and but there's and see, no- with with me I don't think I could do that because I'll end up telling you what I want to type and then typing what I want to tell you <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a lot of people confused and me thinking, oh, it's all good and dandy. I paid attention to both. (laughs) Yeah, I get that. I, and even with my kids, like, I feel like maybe this is one I lack quality. I don't know. Because well, even with my kids, sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm so busy that like, I don't give you undivided attention, you know, because I'm constantly like cooking, cleaning, doing something, the dogs, you know, I could put my phone down, but it's still like I'm constantly doing something else where I feel yeah. like they're so used to me like cooking, but you're talking in the background, but I'm not listening to you, but I'm cooking and like having a conversation. But now that we talk about this, I'm like, maybe I need to change up some things like quality time could be taking a vacation the time you spent with your daughter on the airplane going to their cheer competitions that's quality time together true we do um, spend time the airplane rides are our like hug snuggle lately she's been oh never mind we'll talk about this one after the, <laughs> the physical touch 
but um yeah I could find even real- even the drive to school the drive from pick up drop off that little drive that could be your little because what are you doing you're concentrating on the road but you're able to have a full-on discussion because it's not like you're doing multiple things at once you know right sometimes the driving is like muscle memory where you blink and you're like how the fuck did I get to the school right. yeah, for real <laughs> was that a red light I passed <laughs> I thought that was just me I'm glad that you're still on that you're on that page too because sometimes I'm like how did I just get here I don't remember what did I do I don't remember how I just got here for my kids their their biggest thing is when we have family night we bring out a bunch of board games and we just fucking play games and I guess make memories like that and that's our quality time that's nice because I feel like some people feel like they need to take their spouse out take people out go have dinner somewhere go try something new to spend quality time to make new memories when in fact you could do that at home buy the ingredients to a new recipe and make it together or have a competition who can make it better you know me so the fiance and I did a competition where we bought different beers we did it with wine too we bought at least five of them um and I'm talking about the tall boys not like a whole 12 pack of each beer right because it's just me and him and so I took the time while he had his back towards me I took the time to pour the beer in different cups right one beer and I I was the only one that knew which cup had which beer and then I set him in front of him and he had to guess which cup was holding which beer. Oh, interesting. And then after he did that, he took the rest of the tall boy, served it in his own style that he wanted in his own like manner, brought it to me and I had a guess too. And then we did the same thing with wine too. Oh, that sounds fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> and it was cheap. It was, it was what tall boys are like two bucks each, like get five of them. That's 10 bucks. No more than 15 bucks there. Take them home. Use the cups you have in your cabinet. Boom. You got like a, fun date night at home it doesn't necessarily (laughs) it doesn't mean that you have to spend so the more you spend the more um quality time you're able to get like you know it could be simple things like that like I'm all about saving money we are so opposite you know that (laughs) so like that's cool but I'm more like bro you better fucking take me to like somewhere like (laughs) let me try the drinks there yeah like let's go somewhere and eat and try drinks like yes at home but it would have to be like dude we're just so opposite maybe for you that version of competition would be like you go out to a restaurant and you ask for a flight of beer or a flight of wine yeah yeah for sure we do we do go to this restaurant they have like a flight of um margaritas and we'll do like they have have these like with chamoy with those like tamarindo like all these amazing yeah so we do stuff like that but we've never really done it at home I feel like when we're at home we're both in work mode you know like Mm. he's wanting to answer phone calls do work so it's hard to get the undivided attention so it's easier to just go out where you don't have access to work anything other than your phone yeah I totally get that which is why podcast recording anything with the podcast when I'm pulling cards when my workstation is all in one room that way I could just shut the door and leave it behind when I'm in the house because if not I'd go crazy yeah I go crazy sometimes too sometimes okay so our last love language is one of my favorites might be my love language too. I feel like I'm all of them. So you guys are gonna have to guess. It's physical touch. Um, it says this love language isn't all about the bedroom. A person who's a person whose primary love language is physical touch is not surprisingly very touchy. Hmm, that might be me. Hugs, <laughs> pats on the back, holding hands, and thoughtful touches on the arm, shoulder, or face. They can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence and accessibility are crucial when, while neglect or abuse can be unfortunate, 
forgivable and destructive. Physical touch fosters a sense of security and belonging to a relationship. Wait, so does this mean um, neglect or abuse? That's like a physical touch that some of us like. What it's saying is like, when you when physical touch is abusive, that's where it's like like me when I got out of that abusive marriage, I didn't want anything to do with physical touch because it ends up destruct it it, it ends up damaging my view of what physical touch is. Like for think- you, you've mentioned in the past where when he when your ex would say I love you, it you don't say it because that was his way of trying to like manip- manipulate you into like coming back type of thing, right? Right. So it could be that that was damaging to your words of affirmation love language because you couldn't allow yourself to hear the I love you or say the I love you because of that bad experience you had with it. So I think with the physical touch, it's the same thing. If you're a child and you wanted the hug and the affection from your parents and they didn't give it to you, that's going to in turn um, damage you in the future when it comes to loving with physical touch, you know, same as abuse. If someone's beating your ass in a relationship and then they're still loving you at the same time, you're going to have some confusion where you're going to want nothing to do with physical touch because it just reminds, it takes you back, you know, Yep. which is why I say like, it's very interesting to see how you fall, what category you fall into every couple of years that you take this quiz to see what your love language is. Um, I want to just touch on like physical touch doesn't just mean like affection, right? Like it could just mean like literally shoulder to shoulder with somebody like mm-hmm. holding hands bed. yeah like something innocent like but I was gonna say earlier like on the airplane sometimes like my daughter is like mom touch me or hug me and I'm like oh I can't do that right now like I'm just sitting next to you this should be enough physical touch for me to heal like <laughs> it's probably her weight her sense of like wanting that security because she's on a plane like yeah. let's say you're crying and your spouse walk in walks in would you rather them look at you and be like peace I'm out. I can't deal with the tears. Or would you rather them, oh shit, she's crying, and then come into bed and like hold you while you cry? That's a form of physical touch, too. I need that sometimes. I lack physical touch, though. I think because of my upbringing. So I I feel like with the kid, like my daughter will sometimes be like, I just need you to hug me. I just need you to touch me. I just need to lay in bed with you and be coddled. Like, I just need your touch. And sometimes I get like, but it's weird because I don't know, just in general, I feel like it's easier to be affected with your spouse or your significant other or whoever you're intimate with but then when it comes to your kids I feel like I'm not as affectionate but I'm affectionate with my partner it's that I think it's the upbringing you had and you having to break those chains to be able to be affectionate to your children Mm -hmm. and you break that cycle for me since like I said since I had that whole separation from the abusive relationship the abusive marriage I am not affectionate like when people hug me I hesitate to hug them back or I tell them five seconds and that's it get off me (laughs) (laughs) five seconds five four three two one (laughs) okay done (laughs) I I don't like people touching me I I can't and I'm not sure if it's because of that relationship that kind of spoiled me like even I go to my parents house right when I see my siblings I'll fist pump them to say hi I don't greet them with the hug and kiss like normal families probably do I honestly go what's up (laughs) like but when it comes to my kids I'll give them a hug I'll give them a kiss but I feel another thing that's like being brought to the surface now with social media and like the accessibility of what we could see and stuff is that a lot of people are saying when your child does not want to hug or kiss someone as a form of hi or bye do not force them because you're then telling them it's okay to go in get into their boundaries and force that hug on them 
and they don't see it as a sign of affection because they're not comfortable with that person. Do you think perhaps that's what also happened? Like, were you forced to say, like, give a kiss to all your theas and theos when you're leaving and stuff like that? No, my family was very not affectionate in any way, shape or form. And I carried that trait as in as a mom, I carried that trait to my kids because it's crazy because they're like, don't touch me to even to their boyfriends. It's kind of like we when we need it, we need it. But it's not like a I need it all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and they are all like that. All five of my girls are all like, touch me when I say you could touch me. If I don't say touch me, don't touch me. Yeah. And I always tease because I'm like, you guys fucking want to be holding hands and shit with boys. But then when I touch you, it's like, ew, mom, don't touch me. Ew, mom, get your leg off of me. You're prickly. You didn't shave right. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> That's <Sorry>. funny. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cold. <laughs> Like I just, I feel like in that area of physical touch, like I brought that brokenness from my upbringing into my kids that now, and I even teach, teaching myself, you know, to like be more affectionate, be more loving, be more nurturing, be more coddling. Cause I'm not usually like that, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, hmm. I grew up in a very affectionate family, hugs, kisses, all that. Then that abusive marriage I went in through changed it. And after that, I feel like I haven't been the same because I greet them with like, fist pumps. I'll give my mom and my dad a kiss on the cheek, but like a side hug sometimes not fully embracing them. And it's probably something I still need to work on when I do end up hugging someone like my sisters, when I ask them to be my bridesmaids, right? They came up to give me a hug and I let them hug me. And my mom was like, where's my camera? Oh my God. She's letting someone hug her. Like that's how (laughs) much I don't let people in my space. You know, do you let your man hug you and you don't care? I think it's because he's, he's hardly here because he's out for work, you know? So when he is here it's like I missed you hug (laughs) that's what I see this is what I'm trying to say with my kids do you think that it's because it's a man like it's a male like it's your partner like you're intimate I love you on a different level than like your kids of or your sisters like I love you it's totally a different level because that physical touch that I do with my my fiance is he's the only one I'm gonna do that physical touch (laughs) let him touch all of me inside and out (laughs) Oh, why? She said and out. <laughs> we know what goes on in that bedroom. <laughs> it's always the quiet, innocent ones that portray themselves to be innocent that are the kinky ones. I mean, <laughs> I have to tell you, somebody just told me this weekend to watch on Netflix Sex Life. Have you seen it? No. So I only watched the first episode and it's basically about a woman and she's so pretty, attractive. Obviously, she's over 21 and she's like in her 20s, early 30s, and she just loves sex. So she goes and she just has sex. Like she meets people, different positions, different, like just different sex partners, like just enjoying life. And she marries a man who is very cute, very fit, very attractive. They have kids. And after her second baby, this is just episode one. Okay. After she has her baby, she's like realization, like our sex life changed. Like I don't get put in these funky positions. I'm not being like, like he's naked. He comes in naked, hot body, freaking six pack. And she's like, Ooh, you look so cute. She's trying to be seductive. And he's like, oh, the the work call. I forgot. I have a work call. Let me just put this towel around me. Like, and she totally was like, wait, is it a reality show or like a, a... no, it's just, oh, okay. this, 
Netflix series. So she's just like, what have I fucking done with my life? I went from sex all the time, good sex, position sex, all this amazing sex to maybe I'll have sex and it's just there. Wait, it's called Sex Life? Because that sounds like that movie. Sex Life. It's a series on Netflix. You're gonna have to watch it. So if you guys haven't watched it, go That's watch crazy. it. That's crazy. I would I would suggest you don't watch it with kids around or awake. Obviously. <laughs> there is a lot, a lot, a lot um, that goes on. Um, but yeah. That, okay, so that brought a different question for me. I think I, I've asked this to the fiance too. Like, let's say you're a married couple, you get pregnant and you're in labor. Do you allow your spouse to look as the baby is born yeah. or not? Fucking motherfucker, you put your shit in there. You created this so you can <laughs> fucking watch. <laughs> you better see the pain that I'm going through for you. <laughs> Down there, not up here. <laughs> So the reason I ask is because, or maybe it's based off of maturity. Probably. The guys that are, are watching it, their maturity, because it could be, I guess it would be based off of maturity now that I'm thinking, I'm trying to get the question out. Like, what about those men that see their, their significant other giving birth and then it makes them see them out. differently, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. I Where they that. no longer are sexually attractive as much or sex have that sexual desire towards them because they seen what their vagina could do. Ugh, gosh. You know, what's funny is like, I'm super like free spirit, open body. So it's like me, like, did you ever get embarrassed when you're going into labor and they're like, do you want your mother-in-law in here? Do you want your mom in here? Do you want your sister in here to see? I'm like, fuck. I'm even like that now. If you got it, if you got it, flaunt it. I don't really give a fuck. Like, <laughs> Do you get like weirded out? Well, so for my first kid, I had a cesarean. Oh, so, so you yeah, they just saw my insides. Like, and what's funny is like, I remember telling them like, am I supposed to be feeling it? Cause I'm starting to feel a little bit of pressure. And they're like, they shot me up after that. And I passed out because I was feeling it. Like, I don't think that that anesthesia they gave me was like doing it for me. Oh gosh, hell no. But luckily it was after the baby was born and it was, they were starting to put things back together and sew me up type of thing. Thing. For my youngest, I did give birth vaginally, a natural birth. And you get stuff. embarrassed? My godmother was in the room. Like, I feel like you'd be embarrassed now. Like, we're totally opposite in that sense where I'm like, you got it, flaunt it, who cares? Or I feel like you're more reserved. So this is the thing. This is why I brought up the question because it had me thinking because of some other situation, which I'm not going to speak on, but it had me thinking where I had asked my current fiance and I said, hey, if we, I mean, we're in the talks of having a baby after we get married, right? And I asked him like, if you were to see me give birth would you be disgusted by me afterwards like you know right. seeing, yeah. you know and he's like his response was something along the because I asked this a while back but his response was something along the lines like why would anybody get disgusted by that it's a natural yeah. thing that happens it's not like it's but gonna gross me out do. some people really do so that's my question like when they do is it because of their maturity status like they're not super mature enough to understand like I don't even think it's just mature because I think of me like I get grossed out easy now. Do you? Uh, yeah, I do. I was never like that. But now I get like I can't even hear things that are like grimy and like I'm like, ooh, close my ears. Like I can't see things. So I feel like I'm very judgmental when it comes to me being in a relationship. Like I want you to look the way I want you to look so that I could be physically attracted to you. Okay. Like, right. Like, yeah, we all have our days where we're sloppy. Who the fuck gives mm -hmm. a fuck? But like when we go out and stuff, like I want you to look your best. Like I want you to look where I uh, like if it's a date night, right? Like get dressed. Like I want to go on a date with you yeah. and be like, damn, you're cute right now. Dang, like I'm in the moment of having dinner. But I feel like if there was a situation like, okay, you're gonna think I'm weird, but my husband cut himself skiing. Okay. He 
needed stitches. Oh my God, you scared me. Your hand motion made it seem like he cut his neck. I was like, his fucking, (laughs) no, he cut his leg. He's, he's very a young soul. Okay. So he's skiing, video recording, like, Ooh, look at me ski where you're supposed to have two fucking things in your hand. Well, he has his own, like, Ooh, look at me going up and down. I don't, it looks fast through the video and somebody cut him off to where he had to go around. He ended up hitting a tree that the, um, you know, the bottom of the uh, ski poles, how they have like a little, like, oh, like the hooked kind of thing. Like it sticks in the ground. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. It sliced his leg. This oh. guy sends me the fucking video of the leg getting <laughs> up. Like, why would you do that? So then when you come home, right. And he's like, I need to have sex. I'm like, oh God, no, I am not <laughs> like the leg. <laughs> no. Oh <my> <laughs> No, no, no. That leg needs to be like, I don't know, wrap it with a towel. I don't know, tape it with something that's not just band-aid because I can't do that. So I I, I could un- I could relate to the people or the men that you're questioning about like, yeah, yeah, gross- yeah I'm grossed out. Like, but I don't see, wanna- you're not grossed out forever until the- No, until it's the gone. Lake. So maybe that's how they feel. Like maybe it's just a temporary thing. I don't know. But or I maybe- do know- that have split up over that really yeah see that's what i'm thinking like i was younger so it could be the age like you're right yeah that's what i'm saying like they get tainted to the point where there's a point of no return at that point right yeah i think it is dirty now that you say that because you yeah you let it affect you but then it's not like you gave up on sex altogether no just momentarily like i'm just grossed out with things like that like that's crazy i would have been like send me the video i want to see his leg i feel like ew that's disgusting i'll send it to you i have it (laughs) i might have even deleted it because i'm like why would you do that like like you already know how grossed out and sensitive i am like why would you do that i feel like i'm one of those like white chicks you know like oh my god sally And then my husband's always like, girl, you're fucking ghetto. Quit trying to act like that. No, I'm not. I'm like Sally, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. We should totally make alter egos. (laughs) Oh yeah. That would be fun. It sounds like you'd be Sally, the white girl, the white valley girl. Sally from the valley. (laughs) And then, and then Roxy's like, girl, you're Latina. Fucking talk Spanish, girl. You know what the fuck you're doing. Sandra. Maria Guadalupe, talk right. <laughs> yeah. Oh I my know. God, that's funny. But okay, when it comes to physical touch as a form of love, right? Would you prefer the non-sensual physical touch or the sensual physical touch as a form of love? Um, probably non-sensual. So like a a a gent, like a massage or like a um holding hands. Yeah, something like you could just put your shoulder on my shoulder, or you could just put your leg on me, and I'm like, okay, I love you okay. too. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you? I feel like I guess I could say. I, I could say the same thing with clothes off. Nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dirty bitch, dude. You're, I have five kids. Girl, I don't know what I've been doing because you are on a whole different level. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> I just want because you were like agreeing with me. And then once I said no clothes on, you're like, you nodded. And then you're like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> what? you have to totally watch that sex life video you're gonna be like i'm gonna try this now fuck that like we're doing this yeah well okay so there's a show on showtime called um or is it on discovery i don't even know what it's on it's called um i don't know what it's called either <laughs> but it's been a while since i've seen it but it's basically a sex therapist huh, helping like, couples with their I'm, sex life oh, and wow. these are it's a reality show like so it's legit sessions and legit couples and like 
So one of the, the things that the sex therapist does is gives them a camera to put in their bedroom to see how the sex is, like how, like who initiates it, if they only do one position type of thing, you know? Wow. In one of the episodes, this couple, obviously they blur the part out, but you could obviously see what they're doing, right? What position they're in and stuff. This couple in the middle of having sex, their dog jumps on the bed and starts humping a pillow. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Well, you know, what's crazy is my puppy, like if he's in the room and we're about to have sex, like he's like trying to jump on the bed. He's trying to be in the mix of things. He's crying. Like I have to kick him out of the room now. Like I can't have you in the room. Me, I'm here laughing at this episode, right? Because this is a while back that I've seen it. Tell me why this shit happened. We were full on in the middle of it and fucking Nala jumps on the bed and fucking ruins it. I'm like, bitch, go. You have Simba outside. Go, go to him. Wait, do your, are your dogs, do they have, do, are they like, do they hook up and have sex or what? Okay. So my friends laugh because they say Nala, which is a female one that we have is takes after me because she'll be humping the fuck out of Simba and Simba will be like, all right, that's enough. Get off me. But have you, have they ever been together? I don't, no. I don't think so. I think cause Simba's still a puppy maybe. I mean, but they, they do 69. <laughs> <laughs> dog sex dog sex i can't right now (laughs) (laughs) all right we're we're totally like taking the physical touch to a whole another level but (laughs) (laughs) well this was fun it was but i want to encourage you guys to do what me and roxy did we literally just went online and googled and found a love um language test and we took the love language test we will be posting it on our instagram the results the results on the Instagram of our love language, but I want you guys to guess first. Let's put some, let's get, let's get a poll and see if, who, yeah. who, 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 who could guess. Yeah, for sure. Language. It's going to be fun. So we'll post that. This was interesting. This was fun. If you guys have any questions, comments, all that good stuff, you guys already know, email us, DM us, Instagram, the Gmail, because this is a good topic. It and is. I want to cheese me. And it was fun. <laughs> we want right. to know your guys' love language. And I want to know everybody's cheese so yeah we are sending tons of love tons of light and we are out this b-i-t-c-h bye good vibes stick vibes inside the minds of psychic mamas good vibes stick vibes inside the minds of psychic mamas psychic mamas your favorite psychic mamas psychic mamas Your favorite psychic